Welcome to the podcast. This is Charles Botenston, your host, your concierge, the person that's going to be in charge of making sure that you have a great flight. Now, this is going to be a, a totally new podcast, and uh, essentially this is going to be me just spouting out exactly how I'm feeling at you know, a Sunday, and it's going to be every Sunday, I'm going to put the podcast up, and it's it's going to be longer, it's not going to be like my YouTube channel, but this is going to be more of an in-depth conversation, and this helps me as much as, you know, pretty much anything that benefits me is that I'm giving content based on things that I've read, things that I've, I've seen and done and witnessed, and the biggest thing for me is taking action, and I've read and I've learned and I've done everything for God. 10 years now. I started, I'm 30 years old right now. I started when I was, oh, actually, I, I do remember it. I was living in this crappy place in York, Pennsylvania. That's where I went to school. And uh, essentially, I picked up how to win friends and influence people. I actually, I'm turning around and I'm looking and I don't have the original book, which really, no, I do. I have the original book that I purchased. How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the second book that I purchased was Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Dr. Susan Jeffers. And I gave that one away. But those two books started me on the self-development journey. And what today I want to talk about is really keeping, like, people always ask me, you know, how do I have the drive to either improve myself, to, you know, get better? Like, what, what is inside of me? And as, as much as I want to look at myself, I look at the mentors that I look up to. I look at the, the Tony Robbins, the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Richard Bronsons, the, the guy, the, you know, the, the Welsh that, uh, forgot his freaking name, that started GE, uh, something Welsh. I actually had his book called Winning. I think it was called Winning. And I look at them and I'm like, I'm a minnow right now compared to who they are. They have built multi-billion dollar businesses and for them to consistently wake up every single day, do what they needed to do to get what they wanted to do, to get what they wanted to get and for them to do it every week, month, year, over year, over year, over year, over year, over year. And that compounded as Darren Hardy says in The Compound Effect or as uh, Mike Olson says in the slight edge is that they just continuously did what other people don't want to do as, as uh, Mel Robbins in Stop Saying You're Fine, amazing book there, Stop Saying You're Fine by Mel Robbins, is that you're doing things that you just don't want to do. And, and I'll continue, you know, I'm quoting a lot of people right now, but Brian Tracy says that he does, he says, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, whether you feel like it or not. Do what you need to do, whether you feel like it or not, when you need to do it. Whether you feel like it or not, you have to do it. Michael Jordan, you're looking at a guy that always arrived before practice. You know, I was watching a YouTube video by Bo Eisen. Bo Eisen? Uh, I forgot his, his name, but uh, very good YouTube channel. And he was talking about Jerry Rice, this guy played in the NFL, and he played with Jerry Rice probably in his latter years, and he said at a young age, he was the first one to uh, practice and the last one to leave. He, he just decided that this is who he was going to be, and that's who he 
was was I'm going to be the first person before practice. I'm going to be the last one to leave, and that's who he decided to be. And he goes to the 49ers. He's catching balls with uh, Joe Montana. And Joe Montana, you know, to all the receivers, he goes out, you make your move, catch the ball, and that's it. And then you come back, you give him the ball, and blah, blah, blah. And that was practice. But Jerry Rice went out, made an amazing cut, caught the ball, boom, right up the field, and was gone into the end zone. And all the receivers are like, what the hell is he doing? And he's, by the way, in the receiver line of all the newbies, all these guys that are trying to make the team you know there's 16 receivers only eight make the team and Jerry Rice is on this line he's a veteran he's already proved himself he already has a championship probably multiple championship rings he's the best receiver in the game he's in the line with rookies he's in the line with the newbies and the reason being now that I think about it is because you have to find the excitement even when you're on top even when you're the best, even when you're the champion, even after a championship to go to back-to-back championships. You know, you look at the Yankees and their domination in the 90s and the 2000s and, you know, Derek Jeter, just how he consistently, I think he played for 18 seasons, for him to consistently for 18 seasons go in and out and just dominate the MLB, just crush it, absolutely crush it. And to have that, I was just watching a, a Tom Brady clip, and as much as I'm a Jets fan, and you know, my brother does not like Tom Brady at all. Like, I respect Tom Brady. I don't, you know, I'm assuming my brother respects Tom Brady, but my brother just does not like Tom Brady. I, on the other hand, he, Tom Brady just doesn't really talk that much crap off the field. Like, if he trash talked like T.O. or Chad Johnson, then I'd be like all right, this guy's kind of a, a, a D-bag. But he doesn't really talk that much outside of football. Like, on the field, yeah, he's chirping. But off the field, doesn't really talk that much. So Tom Brady just did an interview, and I highly recommend this YouTube clip. Just look up top 10 tips by Tom Brady, or the top 10, some, just look that up, and it'll pop up. And he brings up one amazing point, and he says, you have to appreciate it. And I think Tom's smart enough where he saw all the veterans and all the people that that retired before him when he was a newbie, when he was entering the NFL, when he came out of Michigan, and he won the, I think he won the championship. I know he went to the championship bowl game. I think he won. And he still got selected in the sixth round, and he had a chip on his shoulder since that time, and he said, I want to prove them all wrong. And he did. Obviously, he has. He's got four championship rings. And... He says he appreciates the NFL more now in his, what, 14th, 15th season, whatever it is. And he appreciates it more now because I think he sees the little things. And I see that all the time. Appreciate the little things. You know, a lot of people, they walk around life. and, And I just saw the movie The Matrix. And it's frightening, absolutely frightening. These people walk around, they just go, their face is buried into the ground, and they just live. They just live. They just live. And it's like, what, like, what, why, what is your purpose in life? And, and there was an amazing quote, I don't think it was Nietzsche, but someone just brought it up. Uh, not just brought it up, but it was said many years ago, and uh, someone just brought it up, is that we live 
a life of quiet def- desperation. I forgot who said that one. That's a very famous cl- quote. In other words, we're, we're a quiet, desperately living through life. And how do we feel more alive? Like, what do we need to do to feel more alive? Like, what, do we, what, what external things do we put into our life, lives unnecessarily? What, what things do we buy? Do we, what trips do we take that we unnecessarily bring into our lives? We don't need to buy that new iPhone. And I was just, I just, I have another podcast, podcast with uh, my buddy Jeff. And what he brings up, And what we are talking about is those external things that we bring into our life that there's absolutely no need for, but we buy it and we buy everything for an emotion. We tie every purchase to an emotion. So we buy a cell phone and we have multiple emotions based on that. You know, we can have an emotion of freedom. We can have an emotion of poetry or, or art with the camera or communication. But within that communication, it could be voyeurism or the sense of worth if it's uh, an Instagram and I'm, I'm a famous Instagram model or something like that. And, and, and just to, to riff off of that is that you have to consider why you're using your social mediums. If you're using your social mediums because you are getting something from the external, in other words, validation, validation from the people that you're actually uh, posting for. So if I'm posting for Instagram, and I can't, I can't wait to see how many likes it gets or the comments it gets. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're so talented. You're so, you're using your talents for external, not only external motivation to continue, to continue posting, but you're using it for external validation, for external acceptance. You're using, you're, you're being accepted. You're trying to be accepted externally by Instagram. People you don't even know. And, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted on this. Is it right or wrong? I don't know. You know, I, I look at it, if you tie your identity to that and then something happens. In other words, if you're a fam- quote unquote, I say famous, you know, someone that like uh, Abigail uh, Ratcherford or, Rat- you know, I don't know her, her name. Beautiful woman. Absolutely beautiful. You know, probably a total sweetheart. And I just and I don't know. I don't know the question. I'm just throwing it out there. And that's the thing is that I don't, I don't speak in definite. I just question what I say. So she, a beautiful girl, she's probably got, you know, if I, if I look it up right now, she's probably got, you know, 3 million people following her. And, you know, I, I, I'll look up Abigail Rajaford and I'll look up Instagram. And does she use, so on Twitter, she said, you know, She's bringing up Snapchat and things like that, and, and Snapchat is definitely the, the way to go. So brilliance, watch this. So you are using your ability to not care about what other people think. And, and what, what I mean by that, there's many ways that you can, you can give something of worth that it just shows you don't really care. And one of them is just posting sexy photos. Because if you post... Uh, a voyeuristic photo of you in, in lingerie or bikini or at a photo shoot or selfie in a dress, cocktail dress, tight dress, club dress, whatever, you are essentially saying that you don't care what other people think because to, to have that confidence, and, and a lot of people would disagree on this, but hear me out on this, is that you are posting a photo and it is going viral um, to, you know, so Abigail, 
she has 4 million subscribers or 4 million followers on Instagram. 4 million. She follows 96 people. She follows 96 people. That's insane. Like I, I'm clicking on the people that she follows. It's probably, you know, a bunch of girls and, you know, Jade Marie, you know, yeah, a bunch of girls, some guys, you know, Tom, I don't you know, I'm not going to click around this. But if you consider that she posts this photo, she just got 20, her newest photo, 27, 28,000 likes, 27,000 likes or 27,600 likes, 365 comments. Do you understand how insane that is? So that's how many people liked it. That's not even how many people saw it. So if you consider it, I think the ratio is around 5%. If you get 5% uh, followers to likes, that's good. Or 10% is really good. But I think I get, I get a ridiculously low amount. I think I get like, like it's embarrassing. I get like 2% or 3% or whatever. So how many people saw it and how many people clicked it? You know, that's obviously two probably totally different things. And what I want to consider is, you know, she's putting it out there, her confidence. And I, to be honest, I forgot where I was going with it because I'm looking through some of her photos. She's absolutely a stunning girl. But the confidence that you have to have while posting it is absolutely incredible. And this is where I was going with it, is that if you tie your identity to your looks in her case. And I don't know if she does, like I was saying. I have no idea what she does. But if, she, if you tie your looks to your identity, if you tie your wealth to your identity, and you tie, so in other words, you tie your wealth to your identity, say you lose all your money, or you tie your looks to your identity. And I, by identity, who you are. You know, I could talk about an entire podcast about identity, identity, and we all have an identity. We, it's the picture that we have for ourselves. Are we a fit, in-shape person, are we an out of shape, positive person that makes tons of money? We have an identity and we live directly into that identity. And trust me, you can form a new identity. People do it all the time. When they just had enough and they make a decision and they cut everything off, decision, which it literally means to cut off. Uh, I forgot the, the, the root Latin word of it, but it's dicier or something like that, which means to cut off. And as Tony Robbins says, you have a breakthrough. So going back to the identity is that if she has her identity tied directly into her looks and she ages, which she is, obviously she's aging, and as you age, your looks fade or it's harder to stay in shape or you're not as healthy looking. And I just read a book, an amazing book called Why Beautiful People Have More Daughters. I think that's the name of it. And it's frighteningly amazing. And it talks about everything we do. Literally everything we do is about procreation. Everything we do is about procreating. And even survival. The reason we want to survive is to procreate. And guys, because our, we, don't, we don't get pregnant and we don't have nine months of a baby, we're not as selective in our mates. With women, they have to be selective in their mates because they're only, they're only a, a certain amount of, of months that or years, first of all, years that they're they're able to be pregnant, and then nine months of being pregnant, and a guy we we ejaculate and we can have we can impregnate one woman, then we ejaculate an hour later, and then we impregnate another. So guys, we're not as specific with our mates. Marriage, 
to be honest, probably came from uh, females. Like it, it just it just makes sense that way. So going back to identity, though, this is super important. Is that you cannot tie your identity directly to something on the external. It has to be tied to something on the internal. Okay, so what's the difference between something on the external, something on the internal? So something on the external would be your looks, your money, your fame, uh, the publicity you make, uh, your cars, your wealth, your wife, your spouse, your job. So in other words, if you tie your identity to your job, say a sports figure, and then they retire or they get hurt, and then they lose that identity, they lose their happiness, they lose their joy, their motivation, their enthusiasm, their excitement. That's tying your identity to something on the external. You need to tie everything to the internal. You need to tie everything to the internal. So it would be internal. Internal motivation, and I was actually talking about this today on one of the YouTube videos that I put out, is your, if you tie your, your, inter, if you tie your, um, your ex, if you tie your identity to something on the, ex, perfect example, here you go, is that, Motivation is something that you get internally, you, you, and a lot of people get it from the external, but if you get your motivation internally, in other words, you can just make a move, as Tony Robbins says, get your physiology into it and make a move, and boom, you're in a state of power, just being a powerful, uh, motivated individual. If you can just do that without something externally, in other words, like music or being around someone that pumps you up, that's external, something external. So the example I gave today was I'm, I'm trying to by the way this is completely off topic but i'm just trying to get this fitbit um i don't know maybe maybe it's just not working i don't know i'm trying to get this fitbit freaking working but um i don't know now it's green uh i don't know what's going on over here it's just flashing colors and the time's on and all right whatever okay so if you put your identity, so this is what I'm saying is that motivation, and I, I made the video about headphones. Why do you why do you wear headphones? The quality of your questions, as Tony Robbins says, the quality of your questions is exactly the quality of your life. If you make, if you say, if you ask crappy questions like, why am I in debt? Why am I overweight? Why does my spouse hate me? Why do I not have sex? Why am I not have a pretty girl in my life? Uh, why don't I have my dream job? Why don't I have my own company? Why don't I have passive income? Your mind will come up with the exact answer. You're fat. You're overweight. You're not good enough. You can't handle it. Uh, you don't have the money, you don't have the smarts, you don't have the intelligence, you're too young, you're too old, or whatever. Whatever questions you ask, your mind will give you an excuse of why not to do it or why you haven't done it, okay? So why do you wear headphones? That is exactly why myself is I look at why people wear headphones. Is it for the motivation? Is it for the stimulus? Are you using the music for external stimulus? I literally only listen to headphones. And hear me out on this. I know it's gonna, it's a little wavily right now, but the, the only time that I actually use my headphones is in two places. One is on a plane, and number two is on a phone call. And on a plane, so I shut everything out, and I can do work or read or whatever, or sleep or whatever I wanna do. And a phone call, so I don't have it, the phone up to my head, and I'm getting all these, you know, signals and wireless signals and things like that and the biggest thing is when you actually are using something external like okay so you go from your apartment so um, I live in New York City you go from your apartment to work and you're commuting quote-unquote you're commuting or whatever and you're using music to entertain you that means you can't go I don't know if you can or you can't I don't know I'm just I'm not judging I'm just saying question it is 
you are going from your apartment to work and you need that external stimulation or that external blockage of out of, say, the external environment, which is, say, the subway or people or walking or noise or pigeons or homeless people or whatever, or guys talking to you or whatever, you need that external to be blocked out, okay? So, or you need that, that external stimulus or that something extern, external to stimulate you. In other words, if you don't have anything externally to stimulate you, like music or your spouse or a person or something exciting or a YouTube video to stimulate you, you're relying on that. You're relying on something external. You have a reliance, a, a, uh, a, a, a non-symbiotic relationship with music. If you're relying on music, to get you pumped up. If you're relying on it, and I'm not, listen, music is an amazing way, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I'm saying if you, say you don't have music, can you still stimulate yourself to get in state, to get in the mood, to get present, to get conscious? That's really what I'm saying, is that the reason I don't like wearing headphones, I felt awkwardly weird when I was I was on my, my phone listen, uh, talking to my mom, and I was going to get something to eat, and I was, I had the headphones and I felt so weird. I felt, it, it was like, it was like something that I, I, I haven't had in a while. I just felt just, I didn't like it at all. And I really started to question, why don't I like having headphones while I walk out in public? And one is probably safety, just in case something happens, I'm looking around, is there a guy with a gun or a knife or terrorism or something? But there's also an external thing that I, I just, I just decided as uh, Will Farrell, uh, not Will Farrell. Will Smith said in one of the videos, he just decides that he is gonna try his best in every scene, every movie, everything he does. And I had decided, I got a new identity that I don't need the external to motivate me. I don't have a reliance on the external. I don't have a reliance on something audio or video or music or people or food or money or or. And here's another thing: is that what is the difference? Tony Robbins just came in. I listen. I, I love the guy. You, you got it. You know. And maybe it's too much Tony Robbins. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But he just came out. Of the, uh, the what's the ROI of a vacation? What is the return of investment? Return on investment of a vacation? And by vacation, there's two types of vacations. I only have taken one true vacation in the last ten years. In other words, where I went there and I wasn't learning anything. I feel worthless if I go on a vacation and I don't learn anything. In other words, I don't go to a Tony Robbins seminar or I don't go to a Bob Proctor or, or Brian Buffini or, or someone that's a speaking engagement, something that's going to make me better. I feel it's a waste of money for me to sit on a beach. I can't just sit on a beach. I can't just go there and sit on a lawn chair and just stare at the waves and waste time. I just It's a waste of freaking time. What are you doing? It's like a bunch of... like garbage you're not getting better you're getting worse you're not get you're you're using the external stimulation to uh and listen i know this is controversial in people's minds because they're like oh no i use it to recharge but are you using it to recharge because this is the funny thing is i forgot who said it but you come back from a vacation and then you need a vacation from the vacation in other words you come back from aruba and you need a vacation from the vacation you just took. You're like, oh my God, that was so exhausting. I just came back from Aruba. I was sitting on the beach and I water skied and jet skied and I snorkeled and everything else. Sounds really cool. But for me, I can't sit on a beach. I need to be doing something. I went to Fiji. 
I went to a Tony Robbins event in Fiji. It was amazing. During that time, we did insane things. We snorkeled. Uh, we, we, uh, we were out in the coral reefs. It, there were sharks around, and, and there was turtles and everything else. And it was, it was like we did so many things. We went on a fast. We went on a juice cleanse. We, went, we ate healthy. We, we just did all the, the right things. And it was so amazing. Now that I think about it, it was just such an amazing, amazing trip. And I wish like I, I, I actually recorded a little bit more. I wish I did this podcast a little bit earlier. So I'm, I'm stimulated from that. But if you think about it, all the people that have external motivation, whether that's, and, and this is the thing, they always talk about it, you know, uh, Joseph Campbell, highly recommended, he, he has something called the, the hero's journey. And it's essentially you, you, you have this, this, you know, third at age, whatever, you have this time where you become a, an adult, an initiation, you know, in, in the uh, Judaism uh, in Jewish religion, you, you have the bar bat mitzvah at 13 years old or 11 years old or whatever you get circumcised. I don't know what the, what the story is with that. But you have an initiation from boyhood to manhood, from, lady, from, from girl to ladyhood to, to womanhood or whatever you want to call it. And then so this is what happens is that you, you're, you're, a, you're a boy or you're a girl. And there's a time where they just say you have to go out and you have to, you have, to have a big fight. And that big fight could be go out as a male and, and bring back a lion. Go out and bring back a tiger. Go out and uh, you're out in the forest and you have to survive for 30 days. And that is the tough thing. And we don't have that, in, that initiation. We don't have that, 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 that hero's journey. So it is. So Luke Skywalker, same thing, is that you're a boy. Then you go out and you have this tough time, which is phase two. And then you come back and you, you, you spread the word of God, in other words. You spread the word of, 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 of initiation, what you learned, what, who you are. So the first phase is, is boyhood where you're lost, and then you have initiation phase of going out and becoming a man, which is stage two, and then stage three is um, going out and, and then, or I'm sorry, coming back to the tribe and giving of yourself, giving your knowledge, giving your wisdom, giving your, giving your able body, giving your, your, your enthusiasm, your excitement, everything. And one of the biggest things is um, this needs to happen. You know, and we don't have this anymore. In other words, there's no initiation process. There's just a, a as, as I was saying before, is a quiet desperation. And that quiet desperation could be of anything that is of not importance. In other words, uh, not importance like high school. High school is necessary. Do I think college is? No. I, to be honest, I 100% believe, as I think Gary Vaynerchuk, I don't know how he feels about college, but my kids are going to be entrepreneurs from age zero. They are going to be starting their own business. They're going to be running their own business from zero. They're going to be born into their own company. I don't know what it is, but we're going to buy the dot-com and they're going to be it. Here's the dot-com. Here's the URL. You do what you want. You do what you need to do. We're going to, we're going to give you uh, your – we're not going to give you your identity. You're going to find your identity. But I, I just fully believe that you need to uh, give someone the – the ability for them to create their own path, but also know that most people are in the matrix. I was, I, I didn't bring it up before, but I just recently saw the matrix, the movie, the matrix, and it was frightening. It was absolutely frightening. Uh, you, you see it as an entertaining movie. Oh my God, look at these graphics, entertaining movie, blah, blah, blah. But you also have to look at it from the point of view of, 
uh, Neo has, an, or there's an amazing part where Neo, it's after he takes the red pill and he goes through this initiation process, like I was talking about before, the, the hero's journey. And the initiation process ends, he's sleeping, he wakes up, and Morpheus is right next to him, and Neo is looking at Morpheus, and Morpheus is like that, that, that elder, that, that guy that he's learning from, that, you know, that mentor. And Neo looks at Morpheus and he says, he goes, why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus looks back at him as he's laying down on the bed, and he says, well, he's, they're not laying together, but Morpheus is standing up, and Morpheus says, because you've never used them. Okay, so that line was not necessary to the plot at all. Because that's all that was said in that entire scene. That scene was not necessary. But if you think, and I'm getting the chills thinking about it. If you think to what he said, why do my eyes hurt? Why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus says, because you've never used them. You've never used your eyes. In other words, what does that mean? You've truly, you have just lived and whatever comes into your eyes is what has come into your eyes. In other words, you have not proactively tried to get out of the matrix. In other words, why do my eyes hurt? Because you've never used your eyes. People have made decisions for you. You have been a mass thinker. And for me, I hate mass thinking, I hate settling, I hate average, just adverse to average. And uh, that could be, you know, actually that that might be a a podcast in of itself. Uh, My other buddy, or my my buddy Jeff's um, and I. But anyway, this was the first podcast, and I really hope you liked it. If you have any questions, uh, hop over to iCharles.com, subscribe, obviously. And, uh, you know, I'll just throw out the social mediums, uh, Instagram, whatever whatever favorite one you are. So I'm not going to push. The, the best one I really like is Snapchat because that's real. That's life. It goes away, blah, blah, blah. So Snapchat, Instagram, iCharles.com is my website. And that's where you can go for daily posts. Obviously, uh, YouTube has great clips, real short clips, and obviously subscribe to this. So any questions, let me know. But this is really uh, my bread and butter. All right? So if you have any questions, let me know. Have an awesome day and live with passion, as Tony Robbins says.